When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to Happer and Schaefer on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Max Olson of The Athletic is going to join us here in just a second. Um, I was trying to find... There it is. So, for whatever reason, every year, Nebraska seems to play Purdue on the Halloween weekend. Don't know why, except for last year. Obviously, it was in, like, December because last year was stupid. Um, but it, it seems to kind of end up that way. And I don't know what... So, 2015... Was Halloween weekend? Yeah, it actually happened on Halloween, if I remember correctly. Twenty. So this one is there another one? Just wait till nine thirty, Rico. Is there like another one? That so this weekend, twenty fifteen. I'm trying to think of when, because like in twenty. I don't know. I I'm yeah. just it seems that okay. Way. <laughs> All right. I I was saying it's like I can think of I two because like twenty eighteen they played re- in September. Um. 2013 they played like the first or second week of October how do you remember this random memory of things I guess uh I feel like they usually got them earlier in the schedule there's a couple of years in there that I can't really remember when they played for whatever reason in 2015 we decided that we were going to make a movie trailer for this game I don't know. The creative juices were flowing. It was Halloween weekend. Okay, 2017 kind of fits that, too. That was October 28th. It was Halloween weekend, and um, here is the creation that was created. In a world where quarterbacks are never safe. Say goodnight, Tommy. Okay, Tommy, you go over there. You put it in the second stringer. <laughs> is it Barney Five? Is that... I don't think I've ever met you before. Remember that Barney Fife, the deputy show? I like that show. That's funny. Hey, Barney's going to do some reps. It's it's Riker, coach. Chop, chop, Barney. Coming this Halloween. Third and one at the Boilermaker 42-yard line. A minute 30 left in the game. First down seals the deal for the Cornhuskers. You've got to think they'll continue to feed Andy Janovich. He's had a breakout day over 300 yards this afternoon. He has been an absolute monster. Triple reverse flea flicker on three. But Coach Linkster, we just need a yard. 
Give it to Jano. Run the play, Riker. Let's go, Barney. Okay. Hut! Saturday morning. Hut! Ross Aid Stadium. Hut! The Boilermaker Bloodbath. And it was. It was, um... It was a Boilermaker Bloodbath that day. I remember I took a nap. Uh, shortly after that game started, and I woke up and it was forty-two to sixteen, and I was extremely confused. Why did you take a nap during the game? Because I didn't care about it. Mm. I didn't have re- any responsibilities either. Man, you missed out. It was one of David Blau's best performances. <laughs> no, I did not miss out. <laughs> you missed. You missed. Uh, which is and the the part in there that's the kind of punchline, the triple reverse flea flicker. It's hilarious because Minnesota actually tried that exact play two weeks ago, and it almost came back to haunt them. I believe it was a double reverse flea. Yeah, flicker. it was a double reverse. Sadly, should have been a triple reverse flea flicker just to bring the whole thing home. Hopefully, uh, nothing too scary occurs on Saturday afternoon. The the games in Lincoln have generally been pretty underwhelming mm-hmm. for the most part. And then the games in West Lafayette have just been sort of nonsensical. Salt the soil. Yeah. So um we'll see what uh we'll see what it is this weekend. Max Olson joins us now on the Honda of Lincoln Hotline. Max Olson from the Athletic. Good morning, Max. Good morning, fellows. Thank you for having me on. Of course. Um what are we most excited for this weekend? Which game? Uh, Houston SMU, you know, no, no, I mean, uh, that was going to be fun, but, uh, I'm I'm glad it's, uh, I'm glad it's time for the, the big 10 East reckoning. Aren't you guys? I'm very excited. Yes. And I've had a, I've had a difficult time, you know, mentally getting myself to the point where I can admit that Michigan state's good. Um, but I guess we'll just find out this weekend. They'll, they'll lay it all out there and we'll figure it out. Yeah. I mean, it's funny, like last year, they beat Michigan and it was one of those like where you knew Michigan state wasn't very good, but they were just like good enough to win a couple of interesting games. Right. Um, and, and certainly what they've done to build up that roster so quickly is, uh, is wild to see, but it's, you know, it's also going to be kind of funny tomorrow. Like our, you know, our, certainly we know this about James Franklin, but are he and Mel Tucker both kind of playing for big jobs tomorrow? It really feels like it. That's just my, I mean, I, you've seen everything that's come out with with Franklin over the last you know couple of weeks, or anytime he's been asked about it, um, it doesn't seem to go very well for him. Um, no, definitely feels like he's one foot out the door. Yeah, it's definitely um, you know if we could administer some truth serum at a press conference, he'd be like, "Yeah, I'm out of here. See you guys." Right. Um, I mean, I think it's and I don't know. It, it puts him in a weird position. It puts all these guys in, in a weird spot. Um, certainly um, when there's this much time left and you have to deal with the questions for, you know, another five weeks or so, but it seems like there's kind of a, like a internally kind of a tug of war there at Penn state where I'm, I'm sure he wants to leverage this to get all the things he wants to get there um, and sort of say, Oh, well, if we want to be, you know, consistently successful, then you have to, upgrade all these things around here but uh you know at, at the same time if you want to go then 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 go I, th- I think you're right the answers he's been giving are kind of setting up an exit here i i'm gonna like dive completely away from what is probably more interesting in the the coaching carousel talk to i just 
did you know of Kenny Pickett? Was Kenny Pickett on your radar at all coming into this year? That's not like a like normally I know I feel like I, I know most of the college quarterbacks that pop up that have years like this. I can profess to saying I had no idea who Kenny Pickett was up until a couple <laughs> weeks ago. Was he on your radar though? I think he was kind of he was on the radar just as a veteran quarterback, as a guy that's been there a long time and has, has started a ton of games. But you're right. Like I feel like last year, the Zach Wilson thing was really like he was not a, he was not like perceived as a top fifty guy in the country like at all, and then just goes off and becomes the number two pick. And uh, Kenny Pickett, maybe maybe about as surprising as the Zach Wilson breakout. Um, you know, I and 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 I don't. Like, you know, I, I'm, I'm not sure if he's really like, is he really going to be like the All-American QB this year? Is he really going to be Heisman guy? I'm not quite sure. But, man, he has been – he's having a really nice year and, and putting up really good numbers. And offensively, they've got enough good pieces around him to, um, you know, be pretty pretty tough. And, look, he beat Clemson. I mean, not many guys can say they've gone out and been good enough to beat Clemson's defense. So, uh, yeah, the, the resume he's built so far this year is pretty cool. Yeah, to just follow up on that. Your excitement level for undefeated Wake Forest versus eleven and one Pitt in the ACC championship <laughs> would be. No, I mean, come on, that's that's the real playoff debate, isn't it? <laughs> that's as good as it gets. One of those teams seems like they could possibly be playing for uh, the number four spot in the playoffs that day. Like, it, you'd probably need some things to happen, but it's not inconceivable. I think both are going to be favored for every game that they have from here on out. It's really not inconceivable, and man, what is also like? What does that say about the ACC, North Carolina, and Miami, and these these schools that are supposed to, and obviously Clemson, but like these schools that are supposed to have way more talent than those those schools? Like that's that's a that's a, a brutal break. But no, you're right. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see next week how you know next week it's time to set the, all all the playoff narratives, and you know it certainly seems like the Cincinnati thing will be. Uh, a big talking point. It certainly seems like Oregon versus Ohio State is going to be something we have to we have to do that whole talk the rest of the way here. But yeah, you're right. The ACC, um, you know, like we there's been kind of this focus on Oregon and the Pac-12 still, but not not a lot talking about like yeah, what if things kind of break right and we do have yeah. a kind of an odd ACC champ in the Final Four. Max, I want to go back to the the coaching search thing real quick here. We've been talking a little bit about the LSU job over the last mm -hmm. couple of days here. And I haven't really looked at you know into the lists a whole lot or the names that are kind of out there. Uh, Mel Tucker, I guess, is the one that seems to be the most maybe like consistently kind of connected with it. Is that odd that LSU that it seems like there are less names potentially that would fit that job or that would be good for that job than it seems like there should be? Uh, it's a good question. I, I think that part of opening it up this early that, I, you know, I, I'm sure there will be some twists and turns along the way here um, over the next five, six weeks. Um, you know, I think the <laughs> it's always funny when you go into a search, you know, not not with somebody lined up, but just with a belief that, hey, this is one of the best jobs in the country. And I, right. and I do believe that about LSU, for sure. I mean, I don't think that, like, from a recruiting standpoint, it's one of the most advantageous jobs in the whole country because the players down there are really damn good and they all want to go to LSU. I mean, some of them go to, you know, Alabama and the Texas schools and stuff, but, you know, by and large, they want to go to LSU. Um, you know, I think at the start of that search, I'm, I'm sure they're telling themselves, you know, we can go after Dabo, we can go after Jimbo. And I, if, if those guys don't want to leave, and I, I wouldn't want, I wouldn't blame them if they wanted to stay put because they've kind of built their own kingdoms. Like you, you would think LSU is a job where you take some really big swings 
and, and hire a sitting power five head coach. Right. Man, you're right. I, I don't know what is like really that realistic short list here. Um, I'm sure they're going to hire someone really good, but certainly last time it was all in on Tom Herman. And then, and then you, you went with the interim guy when you missed on Tom Herman. So that maybe that's also like a little bit telling of, yeah, maybe it's not five amazing guys all interviewing for the job. That's right. I, we were trying to remember how they ended up on yeah. Orgeron and <laughs> that's good to remember. Yeah, it was, they it missed was on Tom, Tom Herman, Herman kind of going back and forth between LSU and Texas. And Ed Orgeron told him, if you give me the job, I'm going to bring Lane Kiffin as my OC. And he really meant it. He, he thought he was going to be able to do that. And they gave him the job. Lane Kiffin ends up getting FAU that year. Uh, but, like, wow. yeah, it was it was not like uh, they didn't, like, get turned down by five people. It was just Herman or Buff kind of. Jeez. Why do you feel like – or maybe you don't feel this way. Maybe it's just me. But there – there seems to be like a lack of names that make sense in an upper middle class of college football coaches. Like there's, there's sort of the giant names that everybody knows and have either won a national title or played for one. And then it just feels like there's a steep drop. Like even to the extent that as good of a hire as James Franklin would be, it feels almost a little underwhelming to a degree, I guess. Right. Well, I think what, and I think your point is right. And, and maybe the point there is that, Okay, so if Penn State opens, what, what what's the list of coaches for that one? That's right, great question. No like, idea. I, you know, I, I, I your boy Matt you know, Rule and his smock going in a few different directions. There maybe a guy like Moorhead coming back would make sense, but like I, I don't, you know, that you would think, and I'm sure they'll go after Matt Campbell, and I'm I'm, I'm sure that you know there are going to be some good coaches in the mix for for that one. I would think, and they probably would go after Luke Fickle too, I suppose, but. Again, those those guys have been also very choosy about their jobs. Luke Fickle doesn't have to make a move this offseason with, uh, you know, where they're heading to the Big Twelve and all that. So no, you're you're right when you think about some of these jobs that's not USC and LSU. If, if you think about, um, you know, like like a Penn State or a TCU, you're you're kind of wondering, well, what is the ideal fit there? Well, what about Michigan State? Like if if Tucker ends up going to LSU, what kind of job is that? Yeah, even that one was like a surprise hire to steal him away from Colorado after one year. And, you know, we're, I think we're probably – I don't think I'm, like, ignoring someone here. I don't think that this is one of those years where you've got a bunch of, like, really sexy Matt coaches either, you know? So it's like right. where where does that kind of come from? Is it is it maybe – I don't know. Like, you've got the Texas schools here fighting over, you know, Sonny Dykes and, and Jeff Trailer and those guys. Like, where where is kind of that pool of – of candidates at the G five level, I I don't I really don't know. Like I think that um, Michigan State certainly nailed that one, um, but you also hired a guy that because he's got all of those Saban and Kirby smart ties and stuff, it it, it kind of makes sense that he would end up being a, a coveted guy here if they had success, and yeah. that success has certainly come faster than expected. Max, you wrote about the Texas Tech gig uh, opening up this week. What, what I mean, I think everybody kind of looked at that you know, sideways um, at, at Matt Wells, what, what kind of happened there and, and how might that shake out? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I, I can see definitely that the timing surprised us. I mean, uh, to, to make the move at, um, you know, five and three when, you know, they, they lost by one point to K-State over the weekend. Could have at six and two. I'm not sure you fire the guy. Um, but, uh, you know, they've had the, the three Big 12 losses were all pretty bad ones. And, uh, you know, they just really – you know, trajectory and momentum and all that, just just not very good, um, you know, under under Wells, who, you know, took an interesting approach to the job. He, he recruited a team really through the portal, um, and, and they had 
think 17 transfers in the starting lineup this year uh, between portal and, and junior college. And, you know, tried to get kind of a veteran team that would win some games and buy them some time. And, uh, but I, I, that, that's a coach that I think they just, as, as a fan base, he was just, they never kind of really fully embraced him. And, uh, you know, it may, it may be similar to Riley in some ways when you think about it a, a little bit. Not that his approach to this was terrible. It's just uh, didn't, didn't, you know, didn't really make up ground in the Big 12. And uh, they haven't really been relevant from a top 25 standpoint in, in quite a while. So, yeah, surprisingly it opens up this early. They're going to go hard after Jeff Trailer. They're going to go hard after uh, Sonny Dykes, who, you know, uh, certainly his dad was a legend in Lubbock and mm-hmm. you know there's some important people at Texas Tech that, that want to hire Art Browse and mm. uh, I guess you just hope that uh, there are everybody else uh, in Lubbock and, and everybody else involved in that uh, process um, can can talk them out of it yeah <laughs> you you mentioned TCU uh, a couple questions back as a potential yeah. opening and that's kind of fascinating because around here Gary Patterson would be bandied about in 2014 and then again in you know in 2017 if you couldn't get frost as as a guy that would be a great coach to go and get what what has happened with that program and where is gary patterson at right now is he on the sort of the wrong side of this of the way we view coaches at this point now hey look if, if gary patterson uh if nebraska could, could hire gary patterson that would solve a lot of problems really you know for for everybody here um no he's he's um i don't want to say hot seat because the guy's uh, got a statue there and is the winningest coach in school history and all that. Uh, but, but it is very much, uh, must win mode there. Um, and there's, there's definitely some very real pressure. Um, they, they are staring at, you know, pretty real possibility here of, of being pretty medi- mediocre for four straight seasons. And when you look at their 10 year run in the Big 12, they've really only had three great years. Um, and so I think that similar to Texas Tech, I think there's been a little bit of a, you know, realignment was a little bit eye-opening in terms of, oh wow, we, you know, we we've done a lot here, but you know, if if things get crazy here in a few years, do we have somewhere to go? The Pac-12 wouldn't take them or Texas Tech, and I'm I'm sure that was uh, probably a little bit startling to the leadership there. Um, they you know they need to turn this around, and it's pretty 50-50 that TCU makes the bowl game this year, and uh, you know they just they just have not been been good enough for you know I I think that in the future Big 12 that potentially is one of the, you know, one of the best jobs in that conference. And, and so, yeah. uh, you know, they, they need to get that thing turned around here and uh, you know, it's, it's got to happen fast because uh, certainly there seems to be some tension there. And, and Patterson has, uh, you know, weirdly uh, for TCU, their defense is really bad this year and, and that's on him. So, uh, it's it's a it's a weird situation right now. Ah, coaching carousel talk. We it gets earlier every year. <laughs> Here we it started in September in a year or two. <laughs> all right, we man. should we should probably just kind of pre-write like all sixty-five jobs and just sort of have those banks just in case. Because like honestly, on Monday, you know, I just I didn't see Texas. I knew it was they were gonna fire him, but I didn't think it'd be Monday. Like that's just wild, and that's that's kind of how this thing goes. Just uh, just be like Bill Moose and have a list in your top drawer. You can look at it all times. All right, uh, Max, we'll let you go. Have a good weekend, and we'll talk to you next time. Hey, thanks, guys. That's Max Olson of The Athletic. Uh, good little rundown on where we're at in terms of the coaching searches so right wild. now. I mean, it's There are two major jobs that are currently fully open, and then there are little things that kind of happen after that as well. So. Um, we're already full, full on in it. I don't know that it helps either of those programs to be open right now, LSU and USC. But I don't, I don't think that it does. I don't think you're more likely to get your guy that way. But uh, right. 
Because you can do all the conversation when there's well, a sitting head coach. It, and the only thing it actually does is just cause problems across the country. Right. It's just like yeah. James Franklin standing there having to ask question or answer questions and doing it poorly. He's like, yeah, I'm going to USC. It's so weird because he's such a polished guy. Like, I, I mean, I've, I've met him. Like, I've been around him in situations. He had like an agent change a, a, yeah, a week well, or two ago, too. It was like, ugh. Everything like, really? about it isn't, isn't great. We'll take a quick break. We'll round out the 9 o'clock hour next. More of Happer and Shaper is coming your way on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. 